0: Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, along with co-host Andy Dolich. And uh, I'm excited to have on Patrick Dees with uh, the Fan-Controlled Football. And he's co-founder and chief gaming officer. Uh, Patrick, excited to have you on to talk a little bit about what Fan-Controlled Football is. And as we all love acronyms in sports, FCF. So... (laughs) What's that, what's that, what's it all about? And I know we've had on uh, so Rob uh, in the past, uh, but uh, what, what do we got going on with FCF?
1: Incredibly excited to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, where do you want to start? Like, I think there's, uh, I, you, again, you've had some folks on here that have, have talked a little bit about it. Where, where should we start about what's the latest in FCF?
2: Yeah, let's start with now, right? Because the past is the past, and the future is who knows what the future is. So, <laughs> you are a futurist. Uh, let's go with what we got cooking now and what's about to happen.
1: Yeah, true story. Uh, this is uh, football reinvented for the digital age. So, um, so yeah, fan control football. It is. Uh, we are. Uh, we are a league uh, of of four teams where fans choose everything about what goes on in the league. Right. So they choose the logos, the mascots, the colors, the head coaches, the cheerleaders, they branded the teams, they're part of the evolution of creating the team. And each one is owned by a celebrity influencer whose goal, whose job it is, is to infuse that team with its own particular brand of swagger, right? So we've got you know, owners in the league like um, Quavo and Mike Tyson and some digital natives and the, the kind of funny guys. Um, that own these teams and like they will, the teams will start to take on their, the personality of, of, of their owner. Um, and then fans, you know, continue to drive the, the course of the team through the season, right? So up to, up to and including, they kind of build the brand and the look and feel and the identity of the team. And then during the season, they're accountable for personnel changes, a draft each week. Um, and, uh, you know, and they're calling plays in real time. So fans have an opportunity for the first time to say we won, and mean it. Like they actually competed for strategically deployable things that will potentially change the course of a game. Uh, and we're incredibly excited. We're building Madman real life.
2: Now, Patrick- Patrick, Jake. if I could interrupt Jake, as yeah. you know, I do uh, constantly. Um, and <laughs> in, in, in the real world, as a member of the FCF team, which I am very proud of, which I've been with the group for a while. Yeah. Uh, Two two things are important. Um, in the more than uh, 150 of these that we've done, Jake, is that right? Have we yeah, done?
0: by the time by the time Patrick's comes out, we'll be we we'll close to that 170 mark.
1: Wow. Okay. So we have broken
2: new. We have just broken new ground in the last minute and a half. You will <laughs> never have heard Quavo and Mike Tyson in <laughs> any of those previous, even when Sorab was on. But number two, and much more seriously, um, you zoomed zoomed through it to put it in today's language, real-time play calling. Correct. So you you know that when you went out to individuals early on and said, uh, yes, you will have the decision-making capability in A to Z plus real-time play calling, and they looked at you sort of cross-eyed. So can you dig a little <laughs> deeper into, you know, you talked about the digital age, this is almost past the digital age, whatever it is, And how does that work?
1: Yeah, so it is, it's a lot, and we do get those cross-eyed looks uh, frequently, but that's the goal. If somebody kind of like, hears what we're talking about and goes, huh, okay, and then mo- keeps moving, I think we failed to articulate what exactly we're doing, because it is a it is a pretty big departure from traditional sports. But um, how it works uh, is the magic question. So again, I grew up a gamer, right? So everything I know about football, I learned through playing Madden. That idea of controlling the narrative of my team, of calling plays in real time has always been coupled with my football experience. And so um, I'm not alone in that. Like, you know, I think uh, this generation is full of gamers and people who've been playing fantasy. So they want that and, and thrive on having that, like that access and that ability to, to determine the outcome on the field. And so how it works, um, we'll, we'll specifically go with that play calling because I think everything else, you know, it's understood. As you're coming up to it, it's just a voting process. Everybody gets a vote and the more votes, the more times you're engaging with the ecosystem, the more weight your vote carries. So um, as you start voting on a name, you can submit names for Mike Tyson's team. You can, uh, you know, kind of upvote them. And every time there's this interaction point, you gain a little bit more uh, weight for your vote. You get like XP if you're talking about traditional gaming. You get experience points. Um, And as you gain experience points, you level up. And as you level up, your weight carries, your vote carries more weight. So when it comes to play calling in real time, um, you'll literally be, We've an, an algorithm will determine, will surface to you as, as a player, uh, a fan player. It'll surface to you um, eight plays that we want to call in that, in that possession. Um, it's never going to put you in a position to, to fail, right? Like you can't, there's no kicking in the league, but even if there were, you couldn't kick on first down. You can't put in your grandma. They're all uh, four plays that we are, eight plays, four runs, four passes that we want to call in that play, we want to set you up to be successful. Um, and as you go calling plays, those plays are successful, you gain more uh, experience points, you level up, and your your vote carries more weight. So very literally, if Andy's been calling plays, interacting with the ecosystem from day one, and I just started, he, you know, his vote could carry 30 times what mine is, but I still get a say in what's being called on the, on the field. And so, um, and the better I do, the faster I can level up. So we've gamified the experience of, 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 being a fan. It is truly this lean forward experience as you're watching, uh, football.
0: So Patrick, for a, a technology dummy, I'll call myself for this conversation. Sure. Um, where is this hosted? How, how do you engage or interact or vote? And, you know, if someone's listening to this and they go, well, I want to attend the first game or I want to help name the coach um what does that process look like and how do you get involved
1: yeah really great question thank you for asking um so from let's we'll start with the technology piece too because i think it's really cool uh games um games and a lot of content around the league so as we you know coming into probably a week after this airs we'll have some really big announcements around timetable of when games will play um but if you can follow us on social we're um at ftfl io on twitter um, you, you'll hear announcements where also like, you can go to the, the website, fcf.io, fan-controlled football, um, or fan football, which is my favorite domain ever. <laughs> we have that, and it goes right to what we're doing. Um, and you'll be able to see the, the updates. But um, but when we actually get to – when we start voting, you'll be able to vote uh, on our website and on our Twitch page. You'll be able to go to that, that page, and you, you'll, you can choose a captain. You can say, hey, look, Mike Tyson's my kind of guy, or – you literally or kind of funny or one of these other folks and you can align yourself with that team or you can say you know what i'm not a hundred percent sure you'll be able to take this analyzer that'll just ask you some questions type like you know it's a personality quiz it's like something you'd see on facebook are you this or this are you this or this and helps identify kind of what team you might best be slotted with you'll sign up you'll be a member of that team and then you'll be able to participate in all of the branding votes on our website and on our twitch page um, as as the team identities coming together. Then during the games and, and the draft, you'll actually go to our Twitch page. Um, we'll be kind of all over Twitch. Um, Twitch is a, an, an incredible partner. So you'll be able to find us, but um, it'll be twitch.tv slash FCF. Um, you'll go there and actually you'll vote in real time with uh, what they call an extension. It's a It's a graphical overlay that sits on top of Twitch. So it's just like watching a football game, except... Um, you'll see graphical elements, UI that pops up that will say, it's just if you've played a game of Madden, this will look instantly accessible. right? So you'll um, all of the actions and your ability to inter- interact will all live on that visual overlay that you can then interact with as much or as little as you want. You can hide it, you can minimize it, or you can have it up all the time and drill down and see stats and call plays and see how well you're doing on kind of a, uh, a leaderboard. And,
0: Does that make sense? When you say, yeah, and when you say UI, I mean... I- I know that that means user, oh. user interface, right? And yes. I hope it means user interface. And, yes, yes. Uh, but but you know, for those, like, explain kind of what does that look like and who's actually playing? Is there Are there actual athletes on the
2: field? What what does that look like? Yeah. Uh-huh. So let me interject <laughs> for a Please. second. Please. As, as somebody that was first approached uh, by Soar and Patrick a few years ago as they explained it, and I, I have always been a big believer that an immersive opportunity of putting fans in the actual decision-making mode of everything in sports was the way of the future. And then when I explained it to people, maybe in my demo, they go, hey, that is really cool. What a great video game. I go like, no, no, no. You're not, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not quite getting it. Right. These are real Football players playing arena football, real guys, real coaches, real dance teams, real drone halftimes. Like, yeah, cool. What a great video game. You're like, no, 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 no. It's <laughs> real. Yeah, and it does take. I, I mean, it does take a bit of time that people go. You mean real? I mean, like the games are happening. The actual and human guys being. are tackling each other. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, passing and it's arena football and you go yeah and they go oh that's even cooler than a video game <laughs> sorry patrick no, you,
1: no you're right i think like it is because it's just never been done nothing like it has been done before but it is a really magical feeling we had a uh, we did a proof of concept team we actually owned a again real life team in the ifl the indoor football league which is kind of the you know the uh the foremost and uh, the most successful indoor football league in the country right now. We owned a team, and we turned that over to fans because we wanted to see what what would happen, right? Like it was our thesis that fans would, you know, if we put them in a position to be successful, they would not only engage and enjoy it, but also uh, make right, the great decisions for the the team. And so they chose everything about us. They chose our logo and our mascot. They named us the Screaming Eagles, which. We were almost named the Storm and Mormons and there's not a day that passes that I'm not and bummed out about Patrick, it. <laughs> tell them where we played.
2: Where did we play? Played like, in Salt Lake City.
1: So, uh, yeah, very much so. We ended up in Salt Lake City. We were almost named the Storm and Mormons and it uh, devastated that they didn't choose that, but they chose the Screaming Eagles. Um, and, you know, we finished with the third highest rated offense in the league. Uh, more than 100 countries were calling plays um, for this team. And so, obviously, we saw that there was a real desire to, um, to be doing it. So, yeah, you know, like Andy said, it's, it is real, real football. And, and like, we're all huge gamers, but we're big sports fans. It's kind of that last bastion of authentic drama. It all plays out on that field. So, you know, while you're, while you're, you know, calling plays, you can't dictate where the play goes, right? Like you can, you know, help architect it. You can make sure that you've got the right personnel on the field. Um, you can call the right plays, but plays can get broken. There's still those people, those guys in the field actually determine, uh, what's happening? It's uh, but it's incredibly exciting to call a pass and you see your receiver curl and he throws it and it happened. It's a really it's a magic feeling and I can't wait for people to to participate and play along.
2: So and what was me, so great? What was so great, Jake, is that. The Russians, who could hack into our election, <laughs> could not hack into any game plan of FCF, right, Patrick? Yeah. 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 I was going to
0: say, I mean, can I, can I just call a Hail Mary like I do every single time and just hope that they catch a the touchdown?
1: Is that... uh, to you, I want to tell you, I like as I've started, like obviously, socializing this to start talking to investors and partners and whatnot, do you know how many people have told me that that was their strategy, too? I thought I was the only kid on the planet every that just threw the screen, Hail Mary. Yes. Hail mary. Yeah, every, every time.
0: mary,
1: <laughs> And I thought I was the only kid in the world. I thought I'd hacked Madden. I was the one that figured that out. I was a genius, and everybody had that as their go-to. Uh, it's been devastating, as, as, I, as, I've, as I've been hearing about that. But um, the, 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 well, so I, I, I
0: just want to know. Well, and, and so, you you know, you mentioned, like, the excitement behind it, right? And and someone who's listening to this probably goes, well, that's great. They're having fun and, you know, they're going to put this technology thing together. And, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's a, it's a business, right? So where does the business component come in? You know, you mentioned you have four teams, there's gotta be four owners, I would assume. And and then you, you know, you kind of go from there, but what does that look like from a business perspective?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think, that's, you know, I, we learned firsthand. We, um, Saurabh, who was, who was a previous guest on this uh, show and myself, we uh, were minority owners in, a, in an arena league team with Vince Neal from Motley Crew, which can tell you all kinds of stories about that. But, um, but we saw firsthand kind of how broken that model was in arena football. We saw it again in the IFL when that model was about putting butts in seats and selling those butts, you know, beers and hot dogs. And so it's, we wanted to focus first and foremost on the digital fan. First of all, Um, is, you know, infinitely scalable. Um, And there's a lot of ways to monetize outside of actual game day when you're interacting with digital fans. So, um, you know, you ask about like, you know, what is the business there? It's traditional, it's like a lot of traditional sports, right? Uh, Sponsorship, um, uh, merch sales, those types of things. But also, um, you know, we've got, you know, obviously, and eventually uh, rights, um, but you know, like we are a free to play game. Um, there's lots of ways that you can interact and actually spend money inside this ecosystem. So there's in-app purchases, if you will, um, we sell merch in real time. And, but in a really cool way too, actually it's, it's super cool. We've got an integration with the Amazon uh, on-demand merch. And so it, right in that visual overlay that sits on top of Twitch, if Andy scores a touchdown, we'll pretend Andy is a player. So Andy rushes for a touchdown. We can have an alert pop up. That'll say Andy's Jersey for the next 10 minutes is 50% off. Um, so we can do some really cool things to kind of drive merch adoption and, and whatnot. So, um, so I hope that answers the question there. Are, you know, a lot, few, few similar to traditional sports but uh, other revenue streams that are unique to this model.
2: And, and there's something else that immediately attracted me when we first started talking as a sort of uh, old time sports marketer who looked to the future and you look at the failure of AAF and XFL, People, ought to, how many people did you have at your games? So you knew they were right. done early on when they had 4,000 people in a 60,000 seat venue. Yeah, in this sure. circumstance, when we announce where we're playing, the venue is a sellout at no people at the game other right. than the players, or if we choose based upon the way the world is going, it could be 500, it could be 1,000 at some point. But we're not beholden to, hey, make sure you don't show any of those empty seats. None of our fans are going to be cutouts. That's all going to be real because people are coming in, as Patrick talked about, from all over the world. That's something that we see now. And it's sort of hard to believe that the major sports aren't sort of accessing that now. When you get to hundreds of years in baseball and the best you could do, nothing against baseball, is cardboard cutouts. Um, hmm. Okay, um, so this, this gives you that sort of virtual immersion that people are looking for and haven't had.
1: Yeah, all great points, Andy. And Jake, you know, you asked about the business. That's the other thing that like we realize it is incredibly expensive, right? Like from a geography perspective to run these leagues, right, the travel and everything else. We, uh, we operate with what we call a league in a box. So it's, we literally shoot in a television studio with the potential to Andy's point to have some studio audience if we wanted to. Certainly not necessary. So we were kind of thinking COVID, uh, COVID preparedness before anybody else was. Um, but you know, the idea is we shoot it in, in one television studio, um, all four and eventually eight teams will play there and we can do some really cool stuff through television magic to have each, uh, each game look and feel a little bit different. So the, you know with lighting and set design, um, but yeah, we, we play in one location, a set, shared set of services across the league, right? We share trainers, those types of things. So we realize an incredible amount of savings on how we're, on how we're producing the games. And then we're able to monetize in you know, vastly different ways. So uh, that obviously really excited us because that traditional model is just so broken.
2: I'll give the founders credit. They literally came up with bubble before bubble.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> literally, they yeah. did
2: come up with bubble yep. before bubble, and we should have licensed that, Patrick. We, man, that would have been great. Anyway, sure. that whole thinking, and we just had a long conversation with the founder of TBT, the basketball tournament, which is in year seven, and had a great tournament in a bubble in Columbus and you just get to the challenges of those sports that we see playing out every day that don't have the bubble in the COVID-19 world. And, you know, and we're there. And every day we're learning more and more instead of being knee-jerk reactive, you know, we've got a strategy.
0: Patrick, from a from a television set perspective, and, and sure. I'm going to ask this question for the listeners because I'm sitting here going, tv set all right i've been to warner brothers <laughs> yeah i have you know been on the set of a show sure. right i mean there's gotta be a little bit different right
1: um you know it's not like yeah it's a big set i will tell you that uh you know actually a we're football field uh, right I mean, well so a little smaller so we're playing a 50 yards so it's a 50 yard field 30 yards wide 35 yards wide um okay. and so it's still a good good amount of real estate but uh it's uh, you know there are a number of studios across the country that you can fit that into and still have space for you know production crew and believe it or not like player spacing because we're taking it into account know in all of our uh player safety is a huge and you know and production crew safety is clearly a priority for us right now so um you know the, our our venue requirements were you know all built with that in mind give people adequate social distancing spaces but um but yeah it's uh and it's we also don't you know, our, Andy says arena football, and that's because it, it is that seven-on-seven, seven fast-paced. Again, I said we were reinventing football for the digital age. We really thought, like, what would it be like now if you invented it? So, like, we reduced the number of players. It's seven-on-seven. Seven. It's a shorter field. The goal is that the game is really fast. We play about an hour long. So you, you're in, you're out, you're calling your plays, and you're done. Um, it's the way, you know, digital natives are, are consuming content these days, right? Nobody wants to sit through a three-and-a-half-hour game. And to your point um, – it's, uh, it's, a, you know, it's a good sized studio, but there's no walls around the field. We're gonna have a runoff. So it's gonna look like outdoor football a little bit when you, from a field perspective. Um, and we're gonna be able to do some really cool stuff. If it's just our one location, we can pack that thing with all of the latest and greatest technology. And we don't have to go replicate that four, eight, you know, 16 times across the country. We can have one incredibly advanced technological set um and do some really neat things again Andy talked about drones but a good percentage of this will be shot on kind of a spider cam and with drones behind the quarterback so it's going to feel like i keep going back to this but it's you know the touch point it's going to feel like a game of madden it gives you that downfield view you know the one where you throw the, <laughs> throw the bomb uh and uh anyway so hopefully that answers the question
0: no it makes a ton of sense yeah. and i think you know when you, when you think about the social digital age that we're in and, and how people consume sports now, you know, you mentioned Twitch, but do you imagine, you know, from a fan consumption perspective, uh, you know, you mentioned people signing up and, and, you know, right now, as we know, football, there's, you know, 60 plus six, what, 63 guys on a team. And that's your roster plus your extended, you know, training camp and all that. But you know, can you have a thousand fans? Can you have a hundred thousand fans? How many members of the team can you have?
1: You, you mean at, when you're actually calling plays? Yep. Like the fan fan participants, if you will, uh, yep. in, it infinitely scales. So um, I think there are ways that you can engage, right? So um, it it scales as you know as as large as you want. Again, your vote carries a lot more weight if you've been interacting in that ecosystem and doing well. So, um, but everybody does get a vote. So, you know, again, from vote one to vote 100,000. And then there's a tiered group, which is, you know, there's a, there is a paywall where it's like, we've got additional content, which you'll be able to, you know, in the event that you're interested for a Twitch subscription at 4.95 a month, you can sit on, on live streams. And so um, with, with coaches and players, and there'll be like really kind of behind the scenes type access as well. So, the, the point is we wanted to have this, you can engage with it as much or as little as you want. It's incredibly awesome football on the field. But, you know, if you wanted to call plays, my mother called plays uh, every play for, this, for the Screaming Eagles that prove a concept team never even watched a football game in her life, but could confidently call some players because you were putting people in a position to be successful. I just
2: thought of a new bumper sticker for FCF. My mother calls plays. Can we start those in production yes, right please. away? Yes. Okay. Let's start that. Call Jen. Uh, let's get those uh, printed.
0: Patrick, as okay. you, as you think about, you know, the future, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you, you know you have this vision right of, of where it's going and you mentioned four teams and eight teams you know with four teams how many times are you guys envisioning playing each other from a schedule standpoint is this a you know a tournament style schedule is this a you know a, a year-long schedule you're playing throughout i mean what's what does that look like and and from a sustainability yeah. perspective what's the vision have
1: some big announcements around the the schedule coming up i would you know and within the next couple of weeks we're incredibly excited to unveil that but the idea is this first season is is a beta season so it's going to be a little bit smaller uh in scope than what you'll see kind of down the road so again we talked about it being four teams it's because this is really kind of the the beta we're treating it like software we're going to do a bunch of really cool things that has never been done before and we're going to be very community focused and very fan player focused and so we want to make sure that, like, we're aggregating all that feedback. We'll see what works and doesn't work at those types of things, and then we're going to expand that into a much, much larger season. And what's fun about these? The goal is always to keep the seasons pretty short, um, so that we can play like two whole seasons per year, if we, if we so desire. So um, I think we have a lot of flexibility with that stuff. But not exactly ready to announce when we're playing just yet. But that, that announcement's coming really soon.
2: And well, not to... not go ahead, Jake. Sorry. I was gonna
0: say, certainly excited that that uh, there's many options out there, right? And uh, I'm sure you can flip on the turn of a dime. And uh, you know, as as we, I, I was mentioning with Andy, do you guys have a red zone? Like as we as we go into the red zone of this episode, right? I mean. <laughs> Like is it? Are you creating? Are you recreating the blue zone? I mean, <laughs> or what
1: do we got? I kind of love that. I would defer to the, the our our, uh, our football ops expert, Mr. Andy Dolich, to say if we're, we're naming <laughs> the red zone. I oh should... yeah,
2: no, we yeah we yeah. got a twilight zone. We got a red per- zone. Perfect. We got, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, all those zones. It's perfect.
2: And every time zone in the world. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> so what, what really, again, another attractive point here in today's world, everybody, when you ask them a question, they will tell you the answer. Um, as I've interacted with the team of people that have stayed with FCF from the very beginning, when they don't know something, they some, say something really odd, like, I don't know. Let's figure it out or let's, you know, we're going to make mistakes, right, Patrick? We know we're going to make mistakes, but our fans who control football like FCF will say, hey, that wasn't good. How about this? And we'll go, you know what? You're right. And and that doesn't happen enough in in the real world. And it surely doesn't happen in the sports world.
1: Yeah, I I think that that is what's been exciting here is that we have these. But Andy will tell you it's a constant refrain. We don't know. And we're going to let fans decide a lot of critical things about the the the, the experience we're putting together. And so, what excited me about it is, you know, throughout my career, I've done um, uh, done myriad things. but This is the first thing that, that truly there just is no blueprint for. There's nobody's done this before, um, or anything even really like it. And so, it's it's really exciting. We got to make this up as we go along, and truly marry kind of sports and video games.
0: Patrick, really excited for what's to come with FCF, and as as we. Wrap up the episode with this last question. I'm putting you on the hot seat. And, Please. Uh, for those listeners, I have not prepped this question. <laughs> All right. Um, if you could name and be an owner of your team and who your coach would be, who do you got? And what's it called?
1: Okay, so I think May from from a uh, coach perspective I want like an owner coach in Mark Cuban I think he's he's who he's the blueprint <laughs> I know he's, he's a basketball guy but he's the blueprint of who we started thinking about when we started thinking like solving that geography bias all right like you know like if you're in LA you're a Lakers fan there's some weird Clippers fans but whatever you just are there's this you know this storied history there um and I feel like you know, when we were trying to solve that problem of like, how do we have fans invest in it? And we came up with this, you know, this celebrity owners, these guys and gals with huge personalities, like a Mark Cuban that has kind of like infused his team with his, his swagger. I think, um, I think he would be my coach. What would we name it, Andy? What's a... Uh, um,
0: hey, I'm just gonna go off, off, off. Uh, on a yeah, please. Thing, I think you ought to call it the Shark Tank.
1: Oh, that's so good. Yes or that's the arena where we play and the the teams, the sharks. I don't know. I have to figure that out, but I, I, I kind of love it.
0: Awesome. Well, Patrick, really appreciate your time today. uh, Explaining a little bit of more about FCF Uh, again, excited to see where it goes. And um, you know, we will certainly be excited to have you on again in the future to talk a little bit about the beta testing and, and how everything's going. And, uh what your team ultimately ends up being called?
1: <laughs> great thank you so much for having me this is you know that's a really fun experience so thanks guys